Ever wondered who and what is shaping Luxembourg? This is your Lux Unplugged podcast with your hosts, Adrian and Thierry. Hi, I'm Thierry. This week, I'm welcoming back Gerard Hoffmann, CEO at Proximus Luxembourg. Before tuning into this episode, I highly encourage listeners to listen into the first recording with Gerard. In the first episode, we discussed the role of his company in Luxembourg and the global outlook of the ICT sector. In our latest conversation, we discussed the crisis management of the past 18 months that kept everyone very busy, but also what positive solutions the company managed to achieve. As an IT and telecom business, Gerard and his team were able to adapt quickly to homeworking, but also help their clients to switch to a new way of working, while still highlighting the importance of human interactions on project-related work and the impact on innovation. During our conversation, Gerard indicated that he's very optimistic that the economy will pick up and it's all about bridging the gap until that moment. We briefly touched on the subject of the metaverse and what this potentially means for his business, but also for other businesses in Luxembourg. Please listen to my conversation with Gerard Hoffmann, CEO at Proximus Luxembourg. Hi Gerard, uh, thank you very much for rejoining our uh, podcast. It's been a while since we last spoke. Hi Thierry, it's a pleasure of course to be with you today and uh, I'm very happy to be able to follow up. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been approximately 18 months since we last spoke here on the podcast um, and I'm pretty certain there are a lot of things we can talk about but uh, what's interesting will be then of course what have you been your highlights since the the last time we spoke, approximately 18 months. All right. Uh, well, the, the news, uh, as you know, have not always been the best. Uh, we were pretty much in crisis management most of the time until, I guess, uh, this summer. It started to relax a bit. And uh, when I say crisis management, it means, uh, of course, the organization uh, of, of work, but also... Um, uh, the starting of the supply chain crisis that we were exposed to and the slowdown of uh, the project business in the market, uh, mainly for our IT uh, division because decision makers uh, took a wait and see position, um, mainly because of uh, the COVID uh, situation. Um, we hope, of course, that this will change soon, but we're not over the COVID uh, hill or waves yet, I would say. And where do you see, um, I mean, obviously, during the last 18 months, uh, we have we had up and downs uh, with this pandemic. Um, were there uh, particular moments where you probably thought, well, okay, now we're over the hill, and then again, it, it, it came all back and, and you had to adapt again, so... so was that the case with you as well? Obviously, a lot of business leaders are in different, sometimes similar, but also different uh, situations when you have to make uh, certain decisions. Well, yes. Once in a while, we were hoping that it would go over faster than it actually does. That's certain. Um, 
We also had, of course, good experiences. As I told you already last time, uh, we were able to move very quickly to uh, homeworking because we had everything prepared beforehand. I mean, IT, telecom is our business. Uh, we are obviously well prepared to that kind of uh, uh, situation. And we also provide those services to the market uh, where at least uh, in the early stages of the pandemic, we also saw a lot of demand. So that was good news. But then after a year or so, this all flattened out. Everybody had done their homeworking arrangements and also upgraded their technology. And it became sort of a, a waiting situation where we and the market, our clients, were basically waiting for it to be over. And that's where we're still in today. Uh, we, we were expecting um, a pickup of uh, demand after the summer it hasn't happened yet. Um, uh, we would uh, expect this to happen anytime soon, uh, latest in the spring of next year, when we uh, have this winter behind us with probably another wave of COVID. That's that. That's basically what where we stand. And um, yeah, well, not all is of course uh, negative. As I said, the IT uh, so uh, in the early stage of the pandemic saw so a good good demand. Telecom also and continues to see that because of uh, all the telecom needs that the pandemic has triggered. But it's starting to be long for innovation uh, and, and new projects, right? Because those typically need a lot of human interaction. Yeah, especially uh, when it's, uh, you know, you need to collaborate with, with colleagues face to face. It's all good doing it over, over Teams and, and Zoom calls and so on. Um, you just brought up uh, teleworking or, or working from home. At your company, uh, what percentage are you back to the office then now? Oh, we're roughly at uh, 50 to 60% uh, on average. Huh? I mean, it's uh, two days. We, we, we allow two days of homeworking per week uh, at the discretion of the employee and, of course, the, the job that he's doing. Um, and that's okay. But um, again, I, I believe firmly that this has an impact on innovation mainly. We have seen a lot of uh, new business activities that we had started uh, in the past years suffer uh, a lot uh, during the pandemic simply because the, the new activities, when you when you launch them, they need a lot of human interaction. They need a lot of creativity. They need a lot of human presence. It's during physical meetings where you do the most efficient progress on creating something new, and that is simply where uh, we, we're having still we're still having trouble today, um, despite uh, a partial return to the office. So we look forward to. Um, well, I, I don't think we will ever come back to a situation where everybody's at the office like before, but to a situation where, yeah, we will have meetings in, uh, in the office where everybody uh, which is, who is part of, of the team will be at the meeting and not in hybrid mode. And that's really important uh, that we, we can see that again because of that creativity element that we, we're lacking right now. Now, our main topic from our last conversation was infrastructure planning and the role of ICT 
in the new teleworking uh, world, as we as we just discussed. And um, uh, you mentioned you obviously the collaboration between teams working on on all these items. And and now that we are within the hybrid model, 50-60% back to the office. Um, uh, what has changed and what have companies like yours learned during this COVID-19 pan- pandemic? You, you just mentioned as well, you know, you will stay within a hybrid model for a period of time. Uh, how do you mitigate those face-to-face meetings when it comes crucial to to planning certain certain jobs or mainly the infrastructure? What 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 can a CEO of a big business do to to regenerate those collaborations when you only back fifty percent? Yeah, uh, what can we do? I mean, it's not only the problem of uh, the partial return to the office that we face. We still have the sanitary uh, rules in place at the office. So we need to keep the distance of uh, 1.5 or 2 meters. We still need to wear masks uh, most of the time, etc. So it's not only the partial uh, presence. It's also the, the sanitary conditions that prevent us from you know, sticking a lot of people in a, in a room as before and, and exchanging, um, uh, you know, in a, in a very, uh, yeah, dynamic way um, that that is missing. I mean, or, or the after work drinks that we used to have where, you know, a lot of um, exchange was happening at work. Uh, that is all of that, or the celebration of of wins. You know, when we won a contract, we did uh, we did have those. All of that human interaction uh, is not happening yet, and that that is absolutely needed to not only create new initiatives and new projects, but also to celebrate uh, what we do and to create. Uh, an environment that motivates uh, our staff. Motivation of staff is very important, especially also for new joiners. Imagine all those people that have joined the company, and I'm talking about, well, uh, almost 100 people that have joined. We have a a lot of, you know, people that leave, a lot of people that come. Uh, Of course, because we're in a very dynamic industry, uh, imagine all those people that joined and that have never had the opportunity to attend a full staff meeting or that I have never met certain people <laughs> yet, even though they have been at the company perhaps for already a year uh, and they haven't met some of their colleagues in person. That is really tough uh, to manage uh, over a longer time. And what, what can we do? I mean, we can't really do much until this pandemic is over to, to mitigate these issues. So we... We really expect it to be over at some point in time. I'm very optimistic for the time after uh, the pandemic is over because uh, the economy will pick up. There will, there's a backlog of uh, orders, a backlog of innovation and projects that will have to uh, be made. And, and we're all going to benefit from that. So I'm very optimistic and uh, uh, see that, you know, this with a very, you know, positive uh, eye it the only problem is to to bridge that gap now until it it actually happens until we can get rid of the masks before we started the the recording we we briefly discussed the supply chain and and so on does for you uh, demand outweigh the supply 
uh, chain at the moment as well then? Well, uh, yes, because <laughs> right now there is uh, very little uh, material available, uh, mainly in um, server and routing equipment for uh, our clients. Typically, the vendors, the big vendor, technology vendors uh, that we are using, they only deliver material to critical infrastructure like hospital or police or uh, government uh, institutions, but uh, not not anymore to uh, to regular uh, normal uh, business companies. So that that is that is an issue right now. Yes, indeed. The problem is that we are at a, at a level where the supply is affected so strongly that even if demand is low, supply is still below demand. It's really not good, to be honest. And it's, it's, it's been coming not really as a surprise, but still quite suddenly over the summer for us. Before the summer, we're still fine. And then after the summer, uh, it all broke down. Yeah, so there, yeah, I, I, and we can see that in 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 a lot of a lot of industries uh, or, or sectors where yeah, it's just the demand came too fast and the supply wasn't wasn't ready for it. And then obviously, you know, obviously in the UK, it's it's a combination of Brexit and the pandemic. Here, it's the pandemic and shortage uh, of staff. You you just mentioned earlier that you hired an additional hundred people. Some some additional, but some replaced uh, levers. Yeah, many. I mean, mostly uh, replacements, and we did not add a net uh, hundred people. That's not the case. We actually reduced a bit, uh, but we have a lot of um, yeah people who come and go. And during the pandemic, many people actually wanted to change their lifestyle, and they did not want to commute so much anymore. And since I mean, as you know, we have. 80% of commuters here in the company that come every day over the border, uh, that, that, you know, we had quite a few who decided to, uh, to look for a job around where they live and no longer uh, come to work here. So that triggered quite a big change in the workplace. So that was, that was an impact. And so we had, have a lot of new people as well. Yes, indeed. Still, um, is it still challenging uh, for the right talents? That remains a challenge. It remains a challenge. It's a little better now after the summer. We have a lot more CVs that are coming in because, as I told you, demand actually went down. Uh, market demand went down a bit. Many uh, competitors, uh, companies in our sector are restructuring. Uh, so there's talent available on the market. Yeah, but I mean, because of the supply uh, chain crisis, uh, the, 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 we, we still cannot fulfill demand. So we are still careful with hiring. But uh, there is uh, there is a slowdown in the market since the summer, definitely. And uh, triggered by uh, demand and supply chain, this is all linked, of course. And therefore, there is more talent available right now. But this is short-term phenomenon. I think that in the medium or long term, we will still face that challenge a lot where we will need to recruit from across around the world uh, because uh, the, the local reservoir is simply uh, exhausted. Something more, more positive than um, uh, while we're recording uh, this episode over an online platform. So we are taking part of what we now call the metaverse and uh, as evidenced by the recent change in, in Facebook's uh, company name, 
uh, the metaverse in itself, what does that mean for Proximus Telindus uh, in, in the future? Well, metaverse, metaverse builds on the, the most advanced telco and IT infrastructure. So this is basically good news for us. Huh? The challenge will be to keep up with the new tech, but the opportunities are enormous. Huh? In, in a nutshell, that's what we feel. We need to foster innovation to keep track. So that is going to be uh, key. And, uh, you know, this is going to be uh, a recipe for success for uh, the IT and telco uh, business. As they, as they just mentioned, uh, I, I watched something this morning uh, where, you know, we go to the shop and we buy shoes and clothes. And even in the metaverse in the future, we're going to buy for our avatars shoes and clothes. And that's how we're going to spend our money. Do you see that the metaverse can bring uh, to Luxembourgish businesses additional revenue? Or do we have to look at a, at a bigger picture that just to look at a localized uh, level, it, it's probably not, not enough? Well, Luxembourg is no different from the rest of the world in terms of uh, consumption of metaverse uh, offers. Uh, th th this will happen here just as much as it will happen uh, anywhere else. And we will uh, all benefit uh, in our industry from, from that uh, trend. Now, the question that you're asking is whether Luxembourg can export perhaps uh, metaverse services. Well, certainly uh, th this could be an option. It, as you know, Luxembourg has specialized in a number of industries. Um, financial industry, logistics, uh, which you know well, and, and uh, a few others, uh, satellite business, etc. And uh, clearly, uh, these all these industries that Luxembourg is specialized in will use uh, these technologies. And so we will be able to export uh, applications and services out of Luxembourg in the industries that we are specialized in. That is certainly quite plausible. What exactly it will be, I don't know. But who knows what is going to happen in this industry in six months? I mean, it's changing all the time and so quickly that it's hard to predict exactly how we will position ourselves. But as I said already earlier, I'm really very positive about the medium-term prospect for our industry. Once we get over that COVID gap or hole, or call it as you like, uh, we will face what they call sometimes in the press, the roaring 20s uh, for, for our sector in any case, and perhaps for the economy as a whole. It's going to be uh, a tremendous period. The COVID has actually accelerated digital, the digital transformation. Okay, some companies are hesitating to invest. Some public administrations are still hesitating to invest. They also had to spend a lot of money on other things now uh, during social transfers, etc. during the crisis. But once we're over that, this digital transformation will become mainstream. And, and that is perhaps the, the largest uh, change of humanity since the invention of the wheel that we're going to face. It's, it's really massive. And so I'm really very, very positive. Fantastic, um, Jared. It was great uh, speaking to you again, and and hopefully we can catch up uh, in 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 another twelve months' time or so. Absolutely, I'm you know very happy uh, to be part of uh, your initiative, the Lux Unplugged podcast. Invite, and uh, I'm looking forward to the next session.
Thanks for listening to the Lux Unplugged podcast. Please share this podcast with friends and family and leave us a review on iTunes. Also, please don't forget to visit our website, luxunplugged.com. And see you next time. Thank you.